Hey guys, I'm Andrew Oliveros, and I'm the host of And Andrew, a Washington Commanders and Wizards podcast. Hope you guys have had a phenomenal week and have a good Memorial Day weekend. Um, today we're going to be talking about the Commanders OTAs, organized team activities, in case you guys didn't know. I actually didn't know that. I actually thought it was off-season training activities. It's also a voluntary time, so not all players have to show up. It's nice that they show up. They get to, to learn from each other. They get to learn from coaches, uh, get, better their, uh, get better at their technique and things like that. Um, we actually didn't see a few uh, a few names out there. Um, Chase Young was the biggest one that was not at uh, OTAs this past week. Uh, Montez Sweat and Charles Leno. I'm not too concerned about Charles Leno. He's been in this offense for a while now. Um, he knows the system. Montez Sweat, eh, he'll be there. But Chase Young, I'm not worried. He's going to be there, but... I, uh, I'm actually, I'm not going to lie. I kind of agree with what Danny Rurier, he's in on 106.7 The Fan. He was going, kind of going off on Chase Young, and I kind of agree with him because, I mean, yes, this is voluntary. I get it, right? And yes, Chase Young's saying he's training on his own, but he needs to get coached up because since 2021, he only has one and a half sacks. He only had five total tackles in 2022. I mean, this guy needs to get his stuff together. He was the second overall pick in the 2020 draft. And yeah, he was a rookie of the year. Great. Was super excited. But ever since then, yes, he's had injuries. I understand, right? But if he he's like, I think the perfect thing that someone said is I feel like he almost like when he's in the spotlight, he's like, yeah, man, let's get let's get these guys riled up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so hyped. I'm ready to get on the field. You guys, you guys follow me. All that exciting stuff, right? But then when the cameras and the lights are not on him, you don't see him at OTAs, you know? So I love you, Chase Young. I love you with all my heart, man. But, like, you got to get your stuff together. You better be at mandatory mandatory uh, minicamp. And, yeah, that's that's all I got to say. Uh, I wish you the best. I hope you do well this season. But if you want to get that money coming up, if you want to get that contract, you need to do your thing this year. Um, and that starts by showing up to, to stuff with the team um, and getting in your reps and, and becoming a better player because uh, you can't always do it on your own. But, yeah, let me get off my, uh, my little soapbox <laughs> there for a second. Uh, but yeah, so uh, also a little quick note, um, there was rookie minicamp that also happened. Um, it was from May 11th to May 13th, and the biggest thing that I got out of it, we of course got to see all the draft picks, but uh, well actually not all the draft picks, I take that back. Quan Martin, Jartavius Martin, um, was not there for personal issues, but Emmanuel Forbes was there. Emmanuel Forbes supposedly balled out. That nickname that he has, a ball hawk, supposedly he's going to live up to it. Very excited to see what he does with that. All right, so let's get to day one of OTAs. Um, and before I get to all the info about um, this past week of OTAs, I want to give a huge shout-out to the man, the myth, the legend, Zach Selby. Um, he's a staff writer and also does so much for the public relations for the Washington Commanders. Without him, all this information that I have for you guys would not be here. He's an amazing writer. He's amazing at what he does, and I just wanted to thank him um, for all his help in – my resources. Um, but yeah, let's get into what you want to hear about the Washington Commanders OTAs. We're going to talk about day one. Sam Howe, um, he had a good day. He only had four combined incompletions on seven on seven and 11 on 11. Um, and three of them were drops. One was like out of bounds, right? But three of them were drops. He was he was solid uh, in, in his uh, first day of OTAs. Uh, Zach Selby was talking about how his accuracy stuck out and he showed uh, spurts of arm strength. So that is always good to see. Jartavius Martin, defensive back out of Illinois. He was a second-round pick for the Commanders this this uh, this season. Um, 
something that was pretty interesting. So the so the coaches they're using him in a lot of several a lot of different positions on defense on the field. And supposedly, and I'm quoting, he held his own against bigger offensive targets like Logan Thomas. Um, his coverage was so effective that Logan Thomas had to dive to try to catch a pass. So uh, that's just showing that this man's on it, man. Jatavius Martin, watch out for him. 2023 season. I mean, I'm very excited to see what he does. Another thing that happened in the first day of OTAs, Fedarian Mathis returned to the field, um, which was really, really, I'm very, very happy Fedarian Mathis. If you don't remember, he was a defensive tackle the commander selected um, last year. Um, people were thinking, oh, maybe he might replace Deron uh, Payne with the whole th contract issue, but we don't have to worry about that anymore. But, you know, the more the merrier. We definitely need that depth at defensive tackle. Um, because, you know, with commanders, they're always getting injured and stuff like that. But, yeah, so Fidari Mathis returned to the field after missing basically all of last season. He had a season-ending injury, injury against the Jacksonville Jaguars last, uh, last season in week one. Um, so I'm really happy to see him back on the field. There was a picture that was taken of him. I think they put it on the commander's social media pages, and he was smiling. I was like, that's what I'd like to see. I'm very excited for him to see what he can do because he definitely produced at Alabama and it's another Bama boy that I'm excited to see what he can do for the commanders. So actually, let's go to, to the other quarterback in the room, Jacoby Brissett. With the reports from Zach Selby, he was uh, talking about how Jacoby was just showing how he's the veteran in the room in red zone drills. Um, he was able to fit passes into tight windows. He had two touchdowns. He did have one interception. So those will happen. Um, and, and this was in seven on sevens. Um, he did have one touchdown to Cole Turner. He's going to definitely need to step in if Logan Thomas is having injury issues because my point is is that on day two, so it wasn't on day one, but it was day two, um, Ron Rivera spoke to the media and he announced Amar uh, Armani Rogers um, is out with an Achilles injury. Very sad to see. Um, this guy, I remember watching him last season when he played. He was great out there. Um, he has great size, and he was just really impressive to watch. Um, so it's very sad that we're not going to have Armani Rogers out there. You know, we got Logan Thomas having injury issues. So uh, it's definitely going to, we're definitely going to need uh, Cole Turner, John Bates um, to step up. And I actually, I'm really excited to see what they can do because Cole Turner showed uh, some really good things in OTAs and preseason last year. So hopefully he can turn it around and put it onto the field in the regular season. And then John Bates, he was, I thought he was phenomenal just watching him every week when he was in place for Logan Thomas. Um, he was he was great at blocking. He was ca making contested catches. I mean, I'm very excited to see Cole Turner, John Bates. Hopefully Logan Thomas stays healthy, um, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, someone else that was pretty noteworthy, that someone else that was noteworthy in on day one of OTAs is uh, undrafted free agent, uh, wide receiver from U UCLA, Kazmir. I apologize for not pronouncing your name. Uh, Kazmir Allen. Um, so he got actually a decent amount of targets on day one of OTAs. He showed off his quickness, his elusiveness. Um, and Ron Rivera actually was saying how he's excited to see what Allen, Kazmir Allen, uh, not, I know there's been a lot of Allens on the commanders. We had Jonathan Allen. We had, um, there was that other Allen on, uh, who was a quarterback, I think. Um, I'm blanking on his first name, but something that's going to be really interesting to see is um, maybe he can be a, like an a integral part to the, like, to the special teams. Um, because last season, I know that they had Antonio Gibson out there on kickoff returns, but punt returns was a huge issue. I mean, I love Dax Milne, but like this guy, Dax Milne is not the future <laughs> at return specialists, uh, especially punt return specialists. And I've seen some highlights about him, and he seems really impressive. Um, and he could even maybe, I was thinking about like maybe a comparison. Maybe he could be like a DeAndre Carter, because um, DeAndre Carter did punt returns too, and he was really great on, on uh, punt returns. And then he, maybe he could even bring a spark to the offense like DeAndre Carter did. And uh, it's sad that he had to go. He's now in the Chargers doing great things there, but um, we'll see. 
Um, so now I'm going to be going on to talk about Emmanuel Forbes. Um, Forbes actually was supposedly he was solid on uh, the first day of OTAs. Um, he got his first look because before he had rookie minicamp, so it was just going up against rookies. But on day one, he got his first look against Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Jahan Dotson. Of course, those are the three top wide receivers for the Washington Commanders. Um, and he was able to keep up step for step with these wide receivers, which I'm very happy to hear. Another thing that was very noteworthy um, that Zach Selby was talking about is Eric Bieniemy. He's the new offensive coordinator and also has the assistant head coach title. He had a lot of vocalness, and his presence was felt all throughout day one of OTAs. Um, and day two, and I'll get to that. Um, uh, but an example that was brought up is there was a moment when players were confused about like where to go on the field, um, and he reminded the players, the offense in particular, that they need to be more efficient and that we don't have all day. Let me repeat that. Guys, we don't have all day. I like that. I really, really like that. I like how he's holding his players accountable. We're going to move on to day two of OTAs. Um, Sam Howe had, uh, was, quote, a, a bit more un uneven, so he struggled a little bit. Um, this is signs that he's still developing, but he did throw two touchdowns. Uh, one to Antonio Gibson. We know Brian Robinson was put into the starting role at running back. Um, and Gibson last year uh, wasn't a big part of the offense. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens with Antonio Gibson. I still think he has a lot of upside. He was great when he was a rookie, and um, I think he can be great in the passing game and things like that. So we'll see. Um, and then also on seven-on-seven -seven drills, Sam Howell actually he threw an interception to Percy Butler. And uh, how gave up on the play, didn't chase Butler after, and uh, the enemy actually called him out saying, you throw it, you go get it. Um, and I, again, I just love Eric Bieniemy. I love his attitude. I love his energy. I love his passion. I love his accountability for the players. Um, I could go on, go on. I could spend the, I wish I could meet this guy, man. I'm telling you, like, I'm so excited to see the impact the enemy has on the Washington commanders and the players and just everyone around him. Um, just to give it their all, you know, and I'm just very excited about that. Um, and not only did Bietemi get on how, he also got on a, on a veteran too. He got on veteran tight end Logan Thomas. Um, so Logan Thomas, quote, had his hands on a pass, ended up not catching it, uh, and Bietemi yelled, you got to make that, cat. you got to make that, Logan. Um, and again, I like how he's just keeping all his players accountable. It doesn't matter if you're a second-year QB like Sam Howe to a veteran tight end like Logan Thomas. Uh, Jartavius Martin, um, they were, they were talking great things about him. He got a lot of reps with starters uh, on day two. Um, noteworthy for – definitely net noteworthy for a second-round rookie. Continues to be put around all over the field. It's just showing how he has a lot of versatility. Um, can play at different positions on defense. Um, so I'm just excited to see what he can do um, moving forward. And then uh, we had Emmanuel Forbes. He actually got an interception, um, the second one of the offseason. Um, so I'm really excited to see what Forbes is going to be able to do. Um, like I talked in one of my previous podcasts, I was a little – when I first heard we were commanders were selecting Emmanuel Forbes Jr., I was like, what? Like, Christian Gonzalez. But they're saying this kid is good, is uh, a ball hawk, and he's been showing it, and things are looking good for this kid. So I'm really excited to see what uh, he can do. Um, but, yeah, he's so far he's, – he's still keeping up with competition, guys like McLaurin and Dotson. Um, and uh, that ball hawk nickname is looking like it could stick. Um, so also on day two, a lot of uh, Coach Rivera spoke and a lot of players spoke. Um, so Rivera um, had a couple things to say, and he actually talked about Sam Howell because 
media and people are wondering what he thinks about Sam Howell so far. He said, you can really see the improvement in those details. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because the enemy was talking about in his press conference when he became uh, the offensive coordinator slash assistant uh, head coach. Um, he said, uh, the enemy said it would be important for him to his players that they pay attention to the details. Um, and Ron Rivera continues saying, quote, he, talking about how, got a great sense and feel for what Coach Bienemy wants, in fact, all the quarterbacks too. I think having Jacoby Brissett out here, pushing him and working with him at the same time has been a really good thing because you do see his growth. So I just, that's something I love to hear that um, Sam Howe's developing, he's paying attention to the details, um, and I'm just really excited to see what Sam Howe's gonna be doing this season. Um, love seeing those Instagram reels of him uh, throwing some nice passes. It gets me excited. Uh, but it's important to note that that's just practice. You know, there's no contact. we got to see it on the field. And he did have that one game against the Cowboys last season started. He won. He balled out. So hopefully he can continue that into this season. Um, and something I also noticed, because he was talking about how Brissett in the room is really helping out uh, Sam Howe. I think Brissett will be a good mentor for Howe. Um, he has a lot of playing and leadership experience. Um, so I'm really excited to see how Brissett will work with uh, Sam Howe. Um, and let's say if Sam Howe gets uh, – something happens with Sam Howe or whatever, we got Brissett, and Brissett has, again, has that experience. So um, exciting to see what they do and what happens with them. Um, so we actually had some other players that spoke. Logan Thomas spoke, and um, he says that he thinks he got a little bit of my – a little bit of his, his explosiveness back. Um, I'm really happy to hear that because for the past two years it's – been a little bit disappointing. Yes, he has injuries, but when he was when on the field uh, for the past couple of seasons, not a lot of production. So hopefully he has his 2020 production, which I remember when he first came in, I was like, who's this guy from the Lions? This tight end used to be a quarterback of Virginia, Virginia Tech. Like, who the heck's this guy? But then in 2020, he recorded nearly 700 receiving yards and scored six touchdowns. So I'm hoping Logan Thomas can step it up because uh, our tight end room has, has been uh, on and off. Um, John Bates had some had some moments, but uh, really hope it goes back to that um, tw those th that time in 2020 when he was productive. Hopefully he's like that again. Um, and then Terry McLaurin actually talked, and he said um, it's a good time to focus on things that you want to improve on. Um, I really like this message from McLaurin. He's focusing in on taking those steps to get pa to get past on what's making them the Commanders seven and nine or eight and eight every season. Um, and he's also uh, like he's paying attention to, to the details, how like the enemy wants and each year taking steps to improve, like how Rivera wants. And this shows why McLaurin is a captain. He's trying to improve himself and help his teammates, um, with, with what coaches and what the coaches are preaching. Um, and I'm just really excited, just excited with what McLaurin's future is. He just got that contract extension last season. I mean, I love Terry McLaurin. He's the best. And I'm just so thankful for him to be on the commanders because he's just such a great leader. He's such a great player. And he, and he balls out, man. That's all I got to say. Um, okay, so now we're going to be moving on to Jartavius Quan Martin. Uh, Quan is his nickname. Um, he said to the media, being able to play different spots is what I honestly do. I love the versatility that he has, and I love that he has the confidence that he believes he can do it. Uh, but, yeah, so Cam Curl spoke, and he uh, had um, – he said, you know, there's just a lot of competition going on right now. And I thought that was interesting. I was like, huh. Is he kind of getting a little bit worried about, like, talent starting to build up on the defense and, like, maybe is someone going to take a spot, like a Percy Butler or a, uh, I don't know, or um, I'm blanking on other names. But, you know, the defense in this draft, we were racking up on defense. We just got Jartavius uh, Martin, um, Manuel Forrest. I know he's at corner, but um, he's looking for that long-term deal. So it'll be interesting to see how his situation plays out. 
Um, I hope the commanders keep him because Cam Curl, he's a baller out there. I just, I mean, he he gets a lot of deflected passes. He gets picks. Um, his presence has definitely felt on the field, has a lot of talent, and I hope they keep him. But, I, mean, I don't know, is he kind of getting a little worried that there's a little bit more talent on the defense coming up? And uh, he's like, oh, shoot, is someone going to take my spot? Because he said, yeah, there's just a lot of competition going on right now. Like, I just thought that was a little a little interesting, a little weird. But um, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking in his head, actually. But uh, this is what I think. This is what Andrew Oliveros thinks. I want to thank you guys for listening today. I really appreciate your time. Um, you can follow me on Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcast. Uh, I hope you guys have a phenomenal rest of your day. Go Commanders. Go Wizards. Peace out, guys. Thank you.